Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me, like always, is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Hey, Jacob. Hey, what's going on? Oh, it's it's been a week, and my blood is a-boiling from some members of this uh, league that we have. So I am using my platform today to be like just like LeBron James and wondering why the media is not calling out Jerry Jones, I am going to use my platform to talk about, hey, I'm just like everybody else. I put my pants on one leg at a time. Yeah. So I saw the show sheet, and I kept all the NFL stuff very, very brief. Because otherwise we're going to be on here till 1 a.m. This is perfect. It's, it's a long one. So buckle up. Buckle up. We also got some... Uh, Visitors here, we got the bear. I don't know, you're not, you don't have any picks to give us, so I don't know what you're here for. I might surprise you. Okay, and then we got, we got Nate, who, uh, I don't know if I want to call you the big winner in the Jalen Waddle sweepstakes, but I just want uh, to talk about how that all went down. You had a lot of bids, and we got an interview set up for you. Yeah, if that means I'm the winner, that means you're the loser. So I'll I'll, I'll take that. Nate, I don't lose any trades. Nickel and diamond. Nickel and diamond. I don't do any of that. I don't lose any trades. I only win them, and I fleece everybody. Everybody knows that. So let's get into... First, make sure you guys are all out there downloading. I know... You guys listen to it. Make sure you rate and review the podcast. Second, quick hitter. We had a QB game that I put into the chat. So we've got five quarterbacks, all NFL. Matt Bruning, we haven't introduced you. Who are you and why are you important and why are you here? I mean, I think all those questions are fairly relative. I don't know that I'm necessarily important. I'm here uh, mostly because you asked me to come in here and talk about how you are apparently just like fleecing everybody in this league, and I am here to confirm those priors. So you're going to be in them for a rough night as I tell everybody you've been fleecing everybody in this league. Now, if, if you don't know who I am, I'm a co-founder of Campus to Canton. I'm, I'm thrilled to come on here and talk about some trades you guys made. I know you asked me about some uh, – my top five quarterbacks for 2023 class and 2024. So it's excited to talk a little campus to camp with you guys. And just so you know, this league started last year. Uh, pretty much all high school friends. Uh, Nate's a college buddy. But we all met th- through high school and whatnot. And we started two years ago. This is our second full year in campus to Canton. And I think I would say for everybody who had a pretty fun time and making this podcast has made it pretty interactive for everybody and everyone's been having a pretty fun time with it. So let's get into our, yeah, definitely appreciate you being on. Colin's been on two times. Uh, You've been on now, you've been on now once and Austin zero times. Every time I ask him, he is on a yacht. So, not going to lie. I wish you wouldn't have told me that. Um, I knew that Colin had been on once. I do try and listen to this. I'm a little bit behind on a lot of my podcasting here lately. The fact that Colin's been on here twice before I even got a chance to come on hurts my heart just a little bit. Um, well, he but, does a lot less podcasting than you do, though. 
He does, he does. But I will always make myself available if somebody wants me to come on. Kyle, I mean, he's he, you got. We just had a meeting, and the dude was wearing a robe and nothing else for an entire hour meeting, just kind of stroking his little baby chest hairs, like and. and it just hurts a little bit to know that he's been on here twice. This is my first invite, but I, I will get over it. I promise. You're lucky I'm wearing a shirt today. <laughs> you know what? I would have been all for it because, again, at least you, I mean, the beard right there just tells me that you're all man. Colin is not. And so I hope Colin listens to this. We'll it's see. Just, it's, if you've heard the John Kidna stuff, I think it's his name. I don't really remember what is, what the son's name is. If you've heard some of that stuff going on, like it was really weird having a little like look like a pubescent boy on the, on the screen here with a robe on. It was just really awkward. So I'm all for getting away from that scene. <laughs> got a lot. Name's a bear for more than one reason. Yeah, we got we got a lot of corn fed guys here. So, well, I want to talk about these five quarterbacks. And this was strictly from a passing scenario. We had player A, who's thrown for close to 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, a QBR of 84.1, good for 17.92 points. Player B throws for 2,400 yards, 8 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, a QBR of 82.3, Good for 13.38 points per game. Player C, about 1,200 yards, 7 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, a QBR of 82.7, good for 13.13 points per game. Player D, 2,400 yards, 16 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, a QBR of 103, Good for 18.32 points per game. And then player E, 2,100 yards, 10 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, a QBR of 87.4, good for 14.16 points per game. Jacob, tell us who you picked, Nate, after that, and then uh, the Bear, who you picked and why. Yeah, so I just went with player D just because we're just looking at counting stats and I'm going to take whoever's going to give me the most points per game. But, you know, if other context was in there, then I might – I have a feeling I would probably take a different player here because usually these are gotcha questions. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, just going by the counting stats, I'm going to take whoever's going to give me the most fantasy points. Nate, who did you take and why? I went with player D also, <clears throat> partly because of the point per game, but I like the touchdown interception ratio. All right. What about you, Bear? Yeah, same. I mean, if you look at the overall touchdown to interception ratio, QBR, everything like that, it looks great. But I agree with Belleville. It's a it's a gotcha. It's somebody Belleville and I probably both hate. It's going to be Price Young. I can almost guarantee it. It's That's it's an it's an it's an NFL quarterback. They're oh. all they're all NFL quarterbacks. Uh, Mike White. No. Yeah. <laughs> player player D is Jimmy G. Sixteen touchdowns, four interceptions this year. QBR of one hundred and three, putting everybody else to shame, and eighteen point three two points. Player A. Does anyone have any guesses to who player A is? Back 
Player A, making for great radio. Player A is actually Carson Wentz. Ten touchdowns, six interceptions, in six games. Player B, who the only player, only person who voted for Player B was Chad, the cellar dweller himself. <laughs> player B, does anyone have idea who he is? If Chad likes him, then it's got to be bad. Oh, it's gotta be Baker. It's, it's real bad. It's his starting quarterback, Russell Wilson. And he's got Jimmy G on the bench. Player C is Heineke. So you could have Heineke and get pretty much the same results that you would get from Russ. Plus, if you think about it, Carson Wentz hasn't played since week six and has two more touchdowns than Russell Wilson. And they probably both have more than half their team going to a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to Russ's birthday party for sure. No. Vegan carrot cake. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you got player D with Jimmy G and player E at 14.16 points. Ten touchdowns, so still more than Russ. More interceptions. So, in all intensive purposes, he is worse this year than uh, Carson Wentz. Is Stafford? Yeah. Like how it was gross putting that together. It was also really fun because I could highlight how great Jimmy is. But I think the 49ers, again highighting again, the 49ers are going to be in a. Rough spot because they're probably going to let Jimmy go. They're going to probably run, roll with Trey Lance, and they could really screw the pooch. Can you do that if he wins you a Super Bowl? No. Yes. If he right. wins a Super Bowl, it's all worth it. And then you just let him go? Just yeah. trade. Yeah. If he wins a Super Bowl, you trade Lance. For what? Nobody's going to want that guy. He hasn't played at all. There's going to be somebody that will take him. Yeah there's, yeah, there's plenty of teams that need quarterbacks. Somebody would try to get him for cheap. Houston. But, so that was the quick hitter. Wasn't so quick, but I like putting those blind resumes together because they are pretty fun, especially when they're gross like that. Yeah. Get through some NCAA news real quick. Matt Rule is going to Nebraska. Luke Fickle is going to Washington. Just show... Proves that in college, contracts don't matter. He was he signed an extension through 2028 back in February at Cincinnati. Obviously, Wisconsin's got more money. They just buy him out and go. So you say Washington. Yeah, you just corrected yourself. You said Washington. You meant Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. Sorry. <laughs> then you got Lane Kiffin. Heard your own rumors. <laughs> Lane Kiffin goes, stays put after all the Auburn rumors go around. So that's, you know, good. And Quinchon Quinchon Judkins came out today and said that he's staying put at Old Miss. So excited to see what Old Miss is able to build there. Uh, David Shaw steps down at Stanford. Not like it was really, you know, a great fantasy place for us. Eurosec was not what people expected. Um, Nate, your Tanner McKee love did not go the way you wanted it to this year. 
I don't honestly know what you were thinking in the first place, but here we are. He's more of an NFL guy. Okay. And then EJ Smith, we'll see if he comes back. He had a pretty good uh, start to the year, and before I think he broke his hand, I think is what actually happened. But um, let's see here. Trent Dilfer goes to UAB. Um, that should be okay until somebody defies him and he pushes him around. So I don't know how long he's got there, but he is you know, technically a Super Bowl winning quarterback that uh, UAB is able to, to bring in. So other news here, going pro, Corey, from your team, you have Tavian Thomas declaring uh, one of my favorite uh, free agents that we have is Trey Palmer. I'm in another league and drafted him, and he was pretty awesome. I just don't like to have too many Nebraska guys, to be honest. Uh, Jacob, you had Bryce Ford Wheaton declare, and no, I think he's on Chad's team. Oh, is he? Yeah, I don't. I don't do the whole fifth year wide receiver. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Chad, Bryce Ford Wheaton. Brett, Jacob Copeland, and Nate Will Levis. So I can't wait to see draft day and see him just take down a banana on live TV in that green room. <laughs> and he better have a cup of coffee and some mayo cup. sitting there. Coffee and mayo, he'll have it. Uh, transfers. I don't think I got all of the guys that are on our teams, but I tried my best. Uh, Patrick... Everyone seems to hate your team. They're in the transfer portal. Portal. You got Cooley, Cardwell, Thornton, Holden going into the portal. Uh, Dominique Lovett, Theo Weiss, Keegan Johnson, and Armstrong in the portal for you, Corey. Uh, Trey O'Meary. Uh, I think he's just trying to transfer somewhere that has uh, better physical therapy places. Uh, Jacob Copeland. Uh, no, he went to pro. We got Ollie Jennings just declared that he was going to the transfer portal. I thought he was out of eligibility. He's going to be a grad transfer, so he'll have one more for Brett. Uh, Sean Tyler out of Western Michigan for Chad. And then for myself, LJ Johnson and Christian Leary going in. Our senior bowl since our last podcast, Sam Laporta for Corey. And then Charlie Jones for myself. Any thoughts here with the group? Matt, feel free to hop in on people going pro and any transfers that happen that either surprised you or you're excited about. We'll start with Jacob first. Yeah, so transfer-wise, I really want Troy Omir to give Iowa State a shot because he seems like a kind of perfect fit there. Lose, lose Hutchinson? Yep. I mean, like, we're going to be struggling at wide receiver. Yeah. Like, we had one wide receiver this last year, and we struggled at wide receiver. Yeah, we need to hit hit the (laughs) transfer portal. I mean, we need to get some weapons out there because Deckers can sling it, you know, but we don't need to get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Tweet, were there any uh, surprises for you or anybody that you're, like, excited to see where they go? I mean, nothing surprises me with the transfer portal anymore, to be honest. It's it's just free free reign. I love uh, it. This is I don't awesome. know. This is way better. This is way better than, like, NFL free agency, NBA oh, yeah. free agency. This is awesome. I, I want I want card to go someplace sweet. 
Now, he had a lot of hype in the preseason and then like just didn't play. So who knows what happened there? Nate, what about you? I wasn't really surprised by any of them. None of them are really. I'm kind of in the same boat with Jacob, hoping he goes to give Iowa State a shot, but I didn't really have any shocked faces when I saw him. Matt, what about yourself? Uh, LJ Johnson was a little bit of a surprise. Just just with Chain going into the NFL, you would think he's going to get the run there. We know that Jimbo is, is willing to give one guy the shot, so I thought LJ, if he had a really good year, would easily be able to vault his draft capital up, so him entering this early especially was kind of a, an interesting one for me. I think that LJ was also one of the guys that was kicked off for the locker room incident, wasn't he? No, I think Lettuce? No, that was Chris, it. Was Chris Marshall and a couple defensive players? I think Marshall was the only offensive player that was that okay. got in trouble. But he's not transferring. He he posted on Instagram like he's coming back. That Chris Marshall's coming back. Okay. I think LJ like removed himself from the team. Yeah, so I think he got like dissatisfied at some point in the season and just was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere else." I mean, who is it? Who is satisfied with A and M? To be honest, like. I want to be a lot more people. <laughs> Jimbo, Jimbo, yeah, Fisher, Jimbo but... Fisher is probably the only one. I mean, you know, you guys talked about bringing in some some guys to Iowa State. I mean, Luke Altmaier entered the transfer portal. Not a bad quarterback. Old Miss backup who played pretty well in the bowl game last year. Yeah. So let's move on to NFL news. Jacob, what do you got for us? So the only thing that I really have is something that happened today is Antonio Brown, obviously not in the NFL, but it was reported that he's currently in a standoff at his house. Um, Then the law enforcement officials basically came out and said, we're not sure if he's even home. So this is, I mean, it's just like, what what are we doing? Like in terms of media, like that we can just report stuff for basically clickbait and it's been happening for a while, but if he's not home, how's he going to come out and like surrender himself to this arrest warrant for a misdemeanor? Like, I don't know. The whole thing just was very bizarre on how the media kind of took everything and ran with it. What do you have to say since he's pretty much the coach of your NFL team? You guys have been on the up and up still have one, one win, but you guys have been, not getting blown out by hundreds of points lately. I mean, if you know anything about wide receivers and tweets team and, <laughs> you know, multiple have felonies and are sitting in jail. So, you know, here, here we are. Um, I expect nothing less out of AB. Perfect. Well, we'll get into our league news in our uh, – my favorite part of our – podcast is my Malik Willis stat tracker. Week 12, he did not play, but he did not bring the leadership qualities to the team that he has brought previous weeks, and the team ends up losing 20-17. to 17. Jacob, you're the big uh, Malik Willis guy, and I've been known to not be the biggest fan. What do you think about maybe the the leadership I, skills that are, are I'm the big Malik Willis guy just because I don't hate on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the groom's right. not here. 
Yeah, again, like <laughs> leadership skills count, and he didn't bring him this week. He didn't bring it this week. He's going to have to get in there and rah rah. He's going to have to do a lot better this week. So got big, big bad Philadelphia this week. So he's going to have to give one hell of a pep talk. I have a feeling that game is going to be really boring. A lot of running the ball, and do you think yeah. AJ, do you, does AJ Brown get a touchdown? I think he's on the. It's a better bet that he does get a touchdown versus not. I mean, he's just kind of a. He's a true alpha wide receiver, so it, you know if we're on the one yard line, you can kind of toss it up to him. So. But I, I don't think there's going to be a ton of passing volume just in that game. I think both teams are probably going to run it. All right. Moving into our trade counter, we had three trades this week. That brings our yearly total up to 78 trades this this year. Um, and I'm going to go through the three trades. I want to get uh, Matt Bruning's. Uh, takes on them, and then uh, Tweet's going to do an interview, Nate, on your uh, Waddle sweepstakes, how you handled things, how you made decisions, and and so on. So we had three trades. Ian got Geno Smith, Latavius Murray, and Caden Saunders. Nate, you got Jahan Dotson. My initial thoughts are that was really cheap for a starting quarterback that's currently you know, playing very well. So... Yep. You're making a lot of questionable moves, but I'm I'm not here to say you won or you lost. I just know if it was me, I would have won that trade because that's all I do. They actually made a song about me, and it goes, all I do is win, win, win. No matter what. No matter what. That money on my mind. <laughs> so our, our, our next one was Jalen Waddell was acquired and a 2023 NCAA seventh by myself and Nate got JSN Tink Bigsme and Brock Bowers, which again, I just fleeced you. So good luck recovering from that. And then I also acquired Travis Etienne, Mark Andrews and a 2023 first for Bryce Young and a 2023 10th. Matt Bruning, what are your thoughts about these three trades? Nate, I need to know why you gave up Geno Smith for John Dotson. Are you loaded at quarterback? Uh, I'm, I'm seeing no's being shaken here in the chat. So I've got Mike White. Nate, that was the trade that I absolutely hated. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm not sold on Geno next year, and I'm not in it this year. I like I've liked Dotson the whole time, and that's what he wanted. So I the I don't really care about the Latavius Murray and Caden Saunders part of this deal. I think mm-hmm. those are just kind of throw-ins. Those really don't matter. I think you probably not probably you could have gotten more for Geno. I, in the end, don't necessarily hate it for you in getting Jahan Dotson because I understand your hesitancy with, with believing in Geno Smith. I think my big fear would be I don't necessarily think this quarterback class is good, and with the way Geno Smith has been playing, I think he's going to get another contract, possibly even with Seattle 
this next year. So he, you just lost a starting quarterback. I assume this is super flex. It is. For, for Jahan Dotson, who's probably going to be more of like a flex wide receiver for you every single week. And maybe if Washington's able to get a good quarterback, he steps up. But he has, he was good at the beginning of the season. I know he came back from injury, but he's only been getting like two targets a week. I don't know that he ever overtakes Terry McLaurin as well now that he signed that deal. So I feel like he could have gotten more. I don't overall hate that trade as much as some of the uh, the other two trades we're going to talk about because I do get the hesitancy with Geno Smith. Well, let's get into those. Let's let's talk about the other two. You pick on which one you want to talk about next. Okay, so I kind of get the complaints by your one league mate on you winning all these trades. Um, I would not have done the Jalen Waddle trade, as in like giving up Jalen Waddle. JSN, I think, like ceiling is not even in the same stratosphere as Jalen Waddle. Or Tank Bigsby. I am also not the biggest Brock Bowers fan. I think he's going to be fine when he goes into the NFL. But I think his upside could be limited. We're seeing him be very good at the college level because of his athleticism. I don't know if that necessarily translates to the NFL when he's actually playing defenders that will be able to slow him down and beat him up. And I don't think that he puts on weight. So in my opinion, you gave up a wide receiver who's probably at best ceilings a low-end wide receiver two in jsn tank bigsby probably an rb2 and brock bowers i mean tied in outside the top three you could it is going to be fine for jalen waddle who his first two years in the season has been a wide receiver one and with mike mcdaniels who i think we're seeing is a brilliant head coach and he's what he's made to a look like as a guy who we thought was going to be run out of the league this year possibly has now turned him into a top quarterback like i would you didn't even have to give me the seventh, and I would have taken Jalen Waddle and given up those players personally. I, I just think J, I, I get the name value on JSN Tank Bigsby and Brock Bowers, but I felt like that was a, a massive win for you getting Jalen Waddle. So we might as well just get into it. Tweet, what interview questions do you have for Nate about this trade? I mean, hang on one second. Me... <laughs> and then we need the 60 minutes clock. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> we got some hard hitting questions, Nate. D- wait, wait, wait. Are we? You going back to that? Are you going back to a southern accent? Mine was better. The bear's back. Okay. Nate, we need to know. We need to know all about this sweepstakes. Was this the best deal? And why did you think it was the best deal? What are you looking at? I thought it was. I Bowers is what put it over for me for, from a college standpoint. I didn't have a tight end this year in the playoffs because I gave him to you. <laughs> and he got hurt anyway. Yep. Uh, and Billingsley decided to get kicked off the team or whatever the hell is going on there. So I didn't have a tight end. So I like that part of it. But then I do see – I think I'm – I see – JSN a little bit higher than what Matt talked about. Um, I think he gets healthy and gets back to he's probably a slot guy, but I think he's a high volume slot guy. Um, Bigsby, loaded running back, running back class, I think still goes top five or six of the running backs. Um, and I think he can run and catch, so I like the value there. Um, 
there were other offers that had more pieces involved. And then part of it has been, I'd been trying to get JSN from Luke from a, for a long time and finally got him to actually include him in the deal. So that was probably a little bit of it, but yeah, there were other offers that had more pieces. What so, were the other offers? So one person is on here that gave an offer. The other two aren't. So if the person that's on here is okay with me saying what was offered. I'm okay with it. He asked. He knows. Just, i got to clarify. Listen. <laughs> Jacob I offered. I understand why you took Luke's offer over mine. I just want it to be known. I did offer. Yeah. It, it was a good offer. And it had two guys that I really liked and one guy that I – two other guys that I, I have interest in. But it was Jameer, Jameer Gibbs, uh, Keon Coleman, Brian Robinson, and Marvin Mims, I think. I believe so. What do you think about that? I mean, if those were the two deals, I probably would have taken Luke's. Although Jameer Gibbs is is to me, Jameer Gibbs is the best player going back to Nate in the in both those deals, in my opinion. Even though I do like JSN, but I don't know. I am not high on Marvin Mims at all. Like, if I had to bet on one of those two wide receivers having a better NFL future, it would be JSN. So I would have taken Luke's deal if if Nate was trying to get players back. I would have gone. Yeah, and full disclosure, I'm not the biggest, like, Waddle fan. I'm just not. And the reality is I'm a huge Keon Coleman fan. And so it, was, it, it initially I think my offer was pretty low. I think it was just Gibbs and Coleman. And then I'm like, you know what? Let's see if we can surprise Luke here. Let's see if we can take like the day before. Throw Brian Robinson. You like him. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You made me think a lot more when you put when you added those two on there, but uh, and so I'll go all the way back to earlier in the year when Luke was trying to get Waddle initially, or when we were talking about Waddle, he wasn't necessarily trying to get him. At that point, his offer was Bowers for Waddle straight up. And that was like preseason. Well, that was like that was like week two. Oh, here still trying to fleece people. I see. Right. Yep, just trying to fleece so, them. So his when when he brought because the offer I took is what he initially offered, and so he came with his guns blazing right away. Um, so it made it hard not to not to go with it with those three guys. I know they're like you said, Matt. There are they are bigger named guys, but um, Bowers is kind of what put it over for me because I do think he's a a good obviously a good get for next year. But I think in the NFL he'll be he'll be good. And uh, we kind of talked about Waddle during the season. And like you, Jacob, I'm not a huge Waddle guy, but also I'm not going to be stuck in take lock. And like, okay, the whole reason I wasn't in on him was you got a new coaching staff. You bring Tyree Kill, like, is two of the guy. There was a lot of questions. I'm like, I'm not in a spot that I want to trade, you know, JSN, who preseason is looking like he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board and then as things go on it's like okay looks like Tua is going to be the future there's got a good relationship there it looks like they can uh, have two top 15 top 10 wide receivers I'll I'll do this and like 
I'm I am one of I have my own personal beliefs on players and I'm going to stick to them but then if time and situations change like okay I'm willing to believe in said player and then I'll pay more than I was whatever a week ago yesterday's what is it yesterday's price isn't today's cost or something like that but yesterday's it... price is to not today is not today's price yeah yesterday's price is not today's price doesn't like the JSN thing like he's been injured all year like at some point in time that's gonna like be in the back of your head is that what are you gonna be in the NFL like is he not like it's a hamstring I feel like in general in the NFL yeah, you got, he, he got foot injury for four years <laughs> but <laughs> but you have like Keenan Allen you'll see I guess what I've kind of noticed is in the NFL when you have a player with a hamstring injury in preseason I pretty much don't want to touch them during that season in a like a redraft type setting because they usually re-aggravate it or get some other soft tissue injury and just aren't as good and I think you saw that a lot this year with hamstrings coming back and people coming back too soon and then getting hurt and re-aggravating. Keenan Allen's probably the best example of it this year. Yep. Yeah, I think I think my biggest like concern with Waddle is just his A dot, like his average depth of target as a rookie was really low and he got a ton of targets. And so it kinda it was a little bit concerning. But at the same time, Mike McDaniel's like working magic over in Miami. I mean, Tyreek Hill and Waddle aren't like your prototypical boundary wide receivers, but he's still getting them open. Like he is scheming those guys and they're being super productive. So I get it. And then let's get your take, Matt, on this other trade the uh, Bryce Young and Mark Andrews. So, full disclosure, I do not like Travis Etienne. I do not think he's a good running back. Uh, I thought he was overrated coming out. How the hell you got Mark Andrews and a first-round pick for Bryce Young is confusing to me. Um, I, I don't know if it's because it's a super flex league, and I know Bryce Young is a magician, and I personally have him as my QB1 in the 2023 class, and I expect him to probably be the first quarterback drafted. His fantasy upside, in my opinion, when he comes to the NFL is fairly limited, and I do not see him being a top-12 quarterback. I actually don't see any of these guys outside of probably Anthony Richardson if he's able to put the passing together, being a top-12 fantasy option. So for me, I'm looking at Bryson probably in that 14 to 16 range, and you just got the tight end one overall, and then a first-round pick on the college side, which we've talked about this being a very good recruiting class for quarterbacks and wide receivers. Now you're going to get probably a top player on the college side as well, even if you don't go the, the freshman route. If you grab a guy who's available supplemental-wise, like you got both of those guys for a middle-tier QB, and then you add in Travis Etienne, who has looked better, and if he does it, or even if he doesn't, he just sticks as an RB2 for you, that's still fairly good value all for Bryce Young, and then you throw back a tenth round pick. Like I don't. I for am me. I am not. I am not an sense. ETN guy at all. So that's part of of the value of like some people. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are like kind of in on ETN. It's either they're not or they are, and I am on the not part. So this is kind of more about 
getting Mark Andrews. It's also not a tight end premium league, so it's just standard point scoring in PPR. If that, but, I mean, even sense. even not tight end premium. What is he even being hurt? He's what tight end three probably in your guys' league worst. Yeah, you don't have to be a tight end premium league to know that the tight ends yeah, are yeah, he's, a top three. He's still the best, and that's that's coming too off of. Lamar not having necessarily a great year this year. Again, Mark Andrews being hurt. Like, I'm pretty sure he's been hurt the past three or four games, and he's still the top tight end. Like I said, even – like, I'm with you. I'm not a big Travis Etienne guy either, but he's still probably at worst, like, RB24. So you're still getting a starting running back, the top tight end, and then you add in a first-round pick all for a quarterback who we don't even – like, he's shorter than Kyler Murray. <laughs> We've talked about that, and yeah, and not so as like, and not well, as stout. He's not sick like Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, like granted, I'll give it to him. He has not had any injuries his entire career up until this year with that shoulder injury. But you're talking about him going to probably Houston, who has arguably one of the worst offensive lines in all of the NFL. No weapons to throw to, so he's going to be doing the same thing he's trying to do at Alabama, except going up against a Georgia type defense every single week. And then again, I just don't, he's not, I don't think he's going to be running as much. So you're looking at like at best Derek Carr type seasons for him. Derek Carr is not a guy you want to build your dynasty team around. So you just gave up all of that value for Derek Carr as well. And a 10th round pick. Like that doesn't matter to me. That's probably just a throw in on your side. But like to me, I see all that value is a top tight end, a top 24 running back and a number one pick on the college side for Derek Carr. It's kind of the way I value it. Like I would much rather have your side like I, for instance i just made a trade earlier uh two days ago i got aaron Rodgers and alvin kamara and i don't remember the wide receiver i got but he's like a top 15 wide receiver for bryce young and tank bigsby and i don't even love aaron Rodgers, and he could retire right now and i took aaron Rodgers just to get rid of bryce young to get alvin kamara another wide receiver because i'm running to, to make a playoff run and he's in going the to league He's going to jail. Yeah, exactly. But hey, if I win a championship this year, it may, it, that's all that matters for me, at least. So, like, I just maybe I'm underrating what Bryce Young can do. And I accept like he's my QB one in this class, but I, I don't think he's going to be. Maybe if Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady retired, Derek Carr doesn't get his job back anymore. Geno Smith, as Nate mentioned earlier, he's kind of out on him. Maybe Geno Smith doesn't get a job. So then you see those three guys drop out of the top 12. So then Bryce Young sneaks into the top 12. But, like, I don't see him bringing you the production that some of these other guys who are locked into that top 12 spot bring you. So, like, that's kind of my thought process thought process behind why I think that was kind of a massive win for you. Bryce Young is not a game-changing quarterback that's going to change a Houston, that's going to change anybody like that. He's not that good, in my opinion. Are you saying he's not that guy? He's not that guy? You're not that guy. Yeah, he's not an Andrew Luck. He's not that guy that's going to come in and change your franchise. He's... He's, he would be a very good quarterback on a very good team, but he's going to get overdrafted, and he's not going to change Houston. He's not going to change any of those teams up front. So, Yeah, I mean, you're looking at, the uh, for me, I think the best way for him to become a top-12 quarterback or solidify top-12 quarterback every single year is you're, you're having to hope that when they get rid of Lovey Smith, they bring in some offensive guru guy like Kevin O'Connell going to Minnesota and then just lets him fling it 30, 40 times a game because I don't think he's going to run that much. So he's not bringing you, unless he brings you massive volume, you're not going to be getting a lot of fantasy points out of it. It's going to be a middling kind of week every single week. All right. Well, turns yeah, out I'm awesome I, and you guys suck. Luke, Look. I agree with what Matt said. 
And I think the nickel and diming really came in in these last two trades. Oh, okay, yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear about the, all these nickel and dimings. So, Nate, I have a question. Who brought up the seventh-round pick in your trade? Where did that come from? Like, seventh round. Seventh round what? He just randomly picked a round. I don't know. He wanted He wanted a pick to... Bill in so he did all the math, calculated who he would have leaving, how many picks he had, and he with moving Bowers, he then had an open NCAA spot that he wanted a draft pick to be able to refill. So I put a seventh. So why not a fifteen? Because you're you're out here nickel and diamond, Luke. That's what's going on. <laughs> Matt's <laughs> Matt's saying stuff, but he's on mute. No, I was laughing because I, I kind of agree with Jacob there. It should have been a 15th going back, not a 7th. So, I like how Nate's like he did some calculating. Like I did, I did my calculating. Who, the background. I did my calculating. I'm like, who's going to go pro? Who do I think is going to go pro? How many people am I even going to have on my team? Because, you know, we'll get to it later. I am the champion on the uh, college side, so... I had less of an issue. Like, if you're a real Bryce Young believer, I had less of an issue of that trade kind of straight up for the players. But then I had no idea why you were getting a first in return. Like, like that, that's what it was like. Yeah, if the players were – if it was just the players, whatever. But the first-round pick – I mean, to me, that, to me, that's just like preference, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a big Bryce Young guy. I, I want him. Okay. I got and then he throws in a tenth. Like, that's what Nate should have thrown in in his trade. Right. So, so, for me <laughs> – uh, Corey wanted Bryce Young, and I didn't want to trade him. So I'm like, if I'm going to trade him, you're going to give me a first. Otherwise, I'm going to keep him. So then Corey gave me a first. No, I didn't want to trade Bryce Young. Like four weeks, so you want to trade Bryce? Young. <laughs> I did, and then you know what? I'm like, yeah, you know what? He wanted, he wanted to trade him until Corey came to him and is like, I want Bryce. Young. I don't want to trade Bryce Young. You're going to have to massively overpay for him. So then it's like, all right, I'm going to keep him unless you give me what I want. And then I was like, this is what it's going to take. And he's like, okay. Because he's got Tom Brady and what? Trey Lance on his NFL side? Got Josh Allen. Yeah, he's got Josh Allen, but then those Tom Brady and Lance are his two other quarterbacks. So, so what you're telling me is he's never starting Bryce Young. He's still starting Trey Lance over Bryce Young next year. Maybe. Unless uh, they don't. 49ers decide to not go with him. So what? Yeah, what did he buy Bryce Young for? I don't know. We'll have to get him on. <laughs> He's not. Especially when tight ends are so fucking hard to get. Like a good tight end, a top three tight end, like doesn't exist. I mean, we know Jacobs paying top money for Kyle Pitts, but yes, he's a believer. We'll, I'll, I'll get Corey on, see if he'll come on our, our next podcast. So we can you can r- rake him over the coals. I mean, I, I don't – it's not as bad as the, as the, the trade for uh, whoever the Packers backup running back is. Dylan? Dylan. Yeah. That, one, well, that, one's, that one's not on me. That one I, I gave – more and it's like this is what I want. Okay, sounds good. So, Matt, I don't want to keep you any much longer. I said fifteen minutes. It's been a little bit longer than fifteen minutes. 
I want to run through a couple trades. I got I got some feedback from a certain person in our league that says I have to fleece everyone. Apparently, I'm like two for two on fleeces in this one though. Yeah, so, so maybe far, maybe I need to look in a mirror and say, you know what, Luke, you're fu- you can sell ice to an Eskimo, and you're really good at what you do. Maybe that's what I need to do. See, I personally liked. I I didn't mind the Nate trade, but that was my personal opinion. So, all right. So, other podcast owner said the same thing. He said I was fleecing you. So, oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's gone, pretending to go pee or something. All right, Matt. Yeah. I'm gonna run through some trades. You tell me, did I win, lose, or fare? I trade away Jerry Judy, or I get Jerry Judy, and I trade away Derek Carr and Zach Pascal last year. Um, I actually lean Patrick's side on this one, but I'm not a Jerry Judy believer. He was like my wide receiver five or six in that class. Uh, I know he's looked better so far this year, uh, but I would much rather in a super flex league take the quarterback, even if he's like a QB 15. And Zach Pascal's a nothing. I look at it as like a, a straight up Jerry Judy for Derek Carr. I would take Derek Carr. So I lost is what you're saying. Lost. I think that's fair. Like, I don't think that's horrible value for either player personally. So I think that's a fair trade. All right. I get Carson Wentz last year. I get Zach Moss and a 2022 NCAA fourth. While Ian got Hunter Renfro, Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, a 2022 11th and a 2022 12th NCAA pick. So, you said this happened last year? Correct, and this is before Gallup's injury. I would have much preferred Ian's side. Hunter Renfro was a top-end wide receiver last year before his injury. Obviously, Dalton Schultz came on very strong as well for the Cowboys. Uh, Adding Michael Gallup in there, I think, makes it even more a little bit there for Ian's side. Um, Even though Carson Wentz had a good year, I I don't... just did not believe he was going to continue to be a very good quarterback. So I would have preferred Ian's side. I think he actually won that trade. How about that? All right, Jacob. Well, I mean, so far, you're, you're two for one. So like, <laughs> two, two for one and one. So, you know. <laughs> two, one, one. And he had to go back to two years ago to find a damn trade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you're like, back in 1988 when I traded this, that was a fair trade. All right, before, this is in the off season. I trade for Deuce Vaughn with a Jacob, and I give him a second round pick, a fourth round, and two fourth round picks. So at the time, I would have much preferred your side based off what Deuce Vaughn did the year prior. Right now, if I'm using hindsight bias, I'd much prefer Jacob's side getting all the picks because Deuce Vaughn was not quite as good as we had hoped he'd be this year. it, I don't think the value is far off on that. I think Jacob probably could have gotten a first out of Vaughn based on his college production. But, I mean, getting four picks all within the first four rounds, that's pretty good value. And probably used one of those to get Judkins, didn't you, Jacob? I did. Oh, well, in that case, Jacob fucking smashed that <laughs> trade. So Luke doesn't trade first-round picks. I'm trying to think what those picks were. Well, 101 last year was great. Like I took... I took the golden mullet. So. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, off season. Before a before a transfer has happened, I get Ja'Cory Brooks and I trade away 
Jermaine Burton in a 2022 third-round pick? So if you were asking me, I would tell you that I think you won this trade. I was very high on Brooks. I think I had him ranked as wide receiver 7 coming into the year. I had Jermaine Burton ranked as like wide receiver 15. I was not high on Burton. I'm sure when you asked my great friend and robe-wearing uh, Colin Decker, he probably would have told you Ian won this trade because I believe he had Jermaine Burton ranked as like wide receiver 3 coming into the season. But I would have taken your side on that one. So it's fair to say that differing opinions on that one, depending on who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Theo Weiss and Michael Jackson the third for Trey Sermon. So nobody won this trade. I think that's fair to say. Uh, Trey Sermon, I don't know if he'll ever really play again. I guess you can say Corey won because Theo Weiss is probably going to. I mean, he's going to play at least this year in college football. I don't know where as he entered the transfer portal. But that's just a, like, I don't think anybody won. That's one of those trades you can look back on. You both just laugh. Like, God, that was a horrible trade. (laughs) That's what I noticed when I was going back through. So we actually keep track of every single trade so we can kind of see – who looks like a dumbass later, and we can laugh at whatever. Uh, this one, I got DeAndre Swift. This is Nate. When did this happen? I got DeAndre Swift, and I gave up Josh Downs and Zach Evans. I think this is before the season started. It was after, yeah, right after. I think it was right after our season got over. Pretty pretty early in the off season, I think. So, Nate, I wish you would have used your negotiation skills that you used on this trade on the other one because I think you smashed this one out of the park, actually. I would have loved to take Josh Downs and Zach Evans, who I think is going to be a better running back than DeAndre Swift has been at the NFL level. So you've got a top wide receiver at the CFF level who's probably – I mean, realistically, I think Josh Downs is going to be what you hope JSN is going to be at the NFL level. So I, I love Josh Downs. I think he's going to be much more productive than JSN. Uh, so I think you smashed this out of the park, actually. It's probably one of the few, uh, the next hundred we're about to go through that Luke wins. This is one of his losses. So I, I fleeced Nate. I fleeced him because I win every trade. I mean, you won the earlier one, but okay. Nate definitely won this one. Okay. It's a problem. We're in there. All right. I trade away Hudson Card to Chad for a NCAA 1403. I mean, why anybody would trade for a bad... Did this happen before Quinn Ewers was announced the starter or after? Before. Even still. This was a horrible fleecing by you. Hudson Card's a backup quarterback. I would have taken like a 10th round pick for him. So the fact that you got a third. Now maybe Hudson Card. I did not get a third. I got a 14th. Oh, even better. I would have taken. You could have just given me a pair of socks. But hey, you just said you were going to take it. You said you were going to take a 10th and now you take a socks. I don't know what you're doing here. Socks for Hudson Card. (laughs) Maybe he plays this year. I know he entered the transfer portal. I mean, he hasn't necessarily been great. He had, like, a couple good plays against him. Didn't he have better stats than Quinn for most of the year, though? Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. So, also, you are an Ohio State fan. Yes. Chad also has uh, Kyle McCord. Can you give Chad a little insight on to how awesome Kyle McCord is? If you thought C.J. Stroud's been good these past two years, Kyle McCord's about to blow that shit out of the water. Wow. Hold on tight, Chad. It's going to be a wild ride. 
QB three this year for CFF for you. Hot takes you by Matt by Matt Bruning. I give away your boy Ramon Davis, and I get a. It's a loss for you. That's already lost. Just you can move on to the next trade. Move on. I don't know how I lost that because I fleece everybody in every trade I make, and you know Ramon Davis for fourteen. He's gonna get drafted in probably the fourth round this year. Jacob, I traded him Devin Leary and Quentin Johnston, and I got Bo Collins and Jalen Milrow. And this would have happened the week prior to Bryce Young hurting his shoulder. So even without that context, Jacob won this trade fairly easily, in my opinion. Um, Bo Collins is about as good as a trash can. (laughs) Uh, And Jacob got by far the best player in this trade in Quentin Johnson, not just for the CFF side this year, but obviously many people predicting him to be the top wide receiver drafted this year. So you get that production going into the NFL. I think that's a... If you would have gotten just Quentin Johnson for Bo Collins and Jalen Milrow straight up, I'd have been fine with that. So uh, I fleeced Jacob in another trade. You know who you are. You know who I'm talking to. You know who you are. I fleece everybody in trades. While I, I just, do, uh, I have one question really quick. Sure. You mentioned earlier that you guys have made like 79 trades uh, so far this year, just this year. How many have you made of those 79? Do you know? I know, I don't know of the 79, but of our two years and 120 trades, I have made, because I came prepared, I have made 34% of those. So I just find it interesting that you've made, I don't know, I'm horrible with math, 4 plus 4 is, is 36. So, so you 41. Said there was 120. 41 trades. 41 trades. I just find it interesting that out of 41 trades, you could only find nine out of two years, and you didn't even necessarily not fleece everybody in the nine that you showed me. You really only did not do that in, like, three. So, so full, full, full disclosure, full disclosure, I didn't want to sit on a podcast and go through 41 trades. That's what the people want. People want what they're asking for. You got to give it to them. And the next time we'll have to go through all forty trades and let's see what the actual statistics show. Because we probably so could really like four for two for two right now. So you're kind of leaning on the fleecing side. You only showed me like a percentage of your trades. I didn't want to go through all of them. You know what, Bruning? We'll have you on in the off season because we will need so much more content, and we will go through all of the trades and we will rank them. I'll give them to you before you can give me the win loss. We can we can break it down. I bet ninety percent of our trades were with us four or us four are involved somehow. Nate we, Nate trade. trades way more than I do. Facts. Facts. So we will go through we will have Matt Bruning on in the off season to go through all of my trades. But those were just some that I picked out. Mainly because I wanted to show that I don't fleece everybody to that one person that I'm talking to. Because I have made a trade with everybody in this league. And probably multiple trades with everyone but Brett. Because Brett's only made like three trades. I don't Brett's know what... three trades and I've, I've been involved in two of them. You've probably fleeced them in all of them. I think I probably did on the Herbert one. What did you get for Herbert. I got, I got Herbert, and you fleeced him. You got him. 
You faced yeah. him. And he took he took Kamara and Jameis Winston and Josh Palmer. <laughs> nice. And then he turned Kamara into Baker Mayfield. And then I turned Herbert into a lot of other stuff. Did you fleece somebody? Who's that? Was that Grim you fleeced? I don't know. It was Grim that I gave Herbert to, but I got hindsight. I got Zach Wilson, and then <laughs> uh, Etn, Waddle, Goddard, David Bell, uh, Dontavian Wicks, and Marquise Irving, Bucky Irving. I want it to be known: the only person I've ever fleeced in a trade is Luke. I don't think I've ever traded with you. And by the sounds of it, I let you fleece me. Because I fleece everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Jacob. I don't owe you a damn thing. I've sent like ridiculous offers, and he just will not even like look at them. He won't even decline them. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Who's that? What'd you say? What's that? What did you just say? I've sent tweets some ridiculous offers in the past, <laughs> and like, he won't even decline them. You gotta wait till it's his bachelor party and he trades whatever yeah, I, it was. I let Tweet fleece me in that one. That was my I worry. regret that trade so much. <laughs> you were so hammered. <laughs> I tried to trade for Dion Smith like weeks before he went to Juco. Yeah, he, he also tried to get Shane and Sean Tucker for like fucking Demas, who isn't even on a roster. <laughs> Yeah, I did do that too. <laughs> so, you traded away Ryan Tannehill, James Washington, Garrett Wilson, and Brees Hall to Nate in the offseason for Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Michael <laughs> Carter, Keontae Egram, and NFL 201. Nate, you yeah. were fleeced, and he was drunk. And he was drunk. He was hammered. It was his bachelor party. Yeah. I still miss Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. <laughs> well, it went off the rails when you actively tried to trade Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams right afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's really gotten downhill quickly. <laughs> All right. Hey, Tua's on the trade block, though. <laughs> Who's that? Tua. All right. Sounds good. Well... Matt, you can stay on if you'd like. Otherwise, it's getting late. You can jump off, and we appreciate you, you know, giving your insight and letting the league know that I fleece everybody. You're welcome. Yeah, I have a 3 a.m. wake-up call, so I will uh, I will be heading to bed. But I'm looking forward to the offseason because I want to hear about these trades. So. so, first of all, where can they find you on Twitter? What are you doing? Um, things that are coming out. What does Campus to Canton have to offer? Uh, so much smarter people than me probably uh, agree with uh, Nate's trade more than I did. Uh, I'm a JSN hater, though, now, so probably just because of Ohio State season going in the toilet. Uh, you can find me at Sports Fanatic MB on Twitter. Uh, Campus Canton offers, I mean, I think we offer some of the best, if not, I would argue, the best college football coverage in all of the fantasy space. Um, you know, you can find where, you know, radio show, Better Sports, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern every Saturday. Do all the stuff on YouTube. Starting to work on the freshman supplemental guide now is going to be, unfortunately, my life for the next two months. So, If I want to purchase the supplemental 
draft guide and I am not a member, how much would that cost? So, I will just break some news for you guys now. Whoa! Uh, so, if you guys want to see how we did it last year, I believe we're going to drop the price for that one to $5 starting next week. So, you can kind of see what we thought about a lot of the players last year. My suggestion would be, and we'll just keep this between us. I know, you know, just, just between the, the five of us here. We won't tell anybody else. We're going to do a lot of early signing day coverage um, this year on the YouTube channel live, of focusing mainly on the fantasy impact of these guys signing with their teams. There may be a QR code floating around on that YouTube channel for the eight hours we'll be live that will get you a discount on this year's freshman supplemental guide. So if you guys want to take a look at that, I would uh, suggest waiting until early signing day. Otherwise, it's $20. Uh, that, that's what we charge. It's uh, This year will be probably close to 300 player profiles. We'll have mile per hour in there for each of those players. We'll have some route trees for some of the top wide receivers, what routes they ran. Might have QB velos in there. Uh, we'll have with QB charting. It's a whole we're we're stepping up our game this year from last year on what we did. So. Awesome. Later in the off season, we I've talked to uh, Matt and big wide receiver Matt, and he's going to come on and talk about some recruits for us because one of the other things I want to do for the league is make sure that. You know, everybody might not get a chance to do all of the research that everybody else gets to do. So, if we can talk about some of the top guys, and I'm going to have Matt on to talk about some of those guys. Well, he, he is the right guy to have on. That dude is incredibly smart. So, so perfect. I am trying, as the league commissioner, to give the league as much information as I can bring as many smart people that I follow on Twitter that I talk to that I have interactions with give as much information to the league as I can and then what you guys do with it is up to you so apparently you guys don't do enough with it because I fleece you in all the trades now, you're a better man than me because I would not tell anybody campus to can't exist personally <laughs> so, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys uh I also am going to have my own mile per hour in Route Tree uh, YouTube video going on. It's free, though, so you guys can just watch that. Is it just going to be you doing routes in your backyard with your dog covering you? or It's going like, to be like Rich Eisen running the 40. <laughs> but worse. Hey, dude raises millions for, for uh, I forgot what it's called. Now I feel like a dick for not knowing what the chair is called. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yes, it is a Saint Jude. So, I mean, if if he can do it, why can't you? No, I'll I'll fall flat on my face. We all are in the lab. That's all right. Hey, people love people love that shit. It's funny. <laughs> Donate a ton of money. Tweet. We're gonna clock you with a sundial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. Hey, have Bush light at the end for me. So sounds good. Well, Matt, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate your time having you on. Again, I think you're great in the space. I love what Campus to Canton's doing. Um, a little sneak peek. Everybody check in. In the beginning of December, there will be a future freshman podcast dropping, going on from next year. But uh, Brandon Sanders, who we've had on the podcast, talking about from the CFF side, for those that want to just attack that side, uh, we'll be doing an interview with Jackson Smolik here being an Iowa Dowling Catholic quarterback. So we will be doing an interview with him. I uh, got one set up for him and Colin being a 
Penn State lover. So that will be early. It'll be early January. Sorry, we're already in December. It'll be early January. So. Yep. I appreciate it, guys. Enjoy that. Enjoy that beer. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> See you, man. Always. Thanks, man. All right. What did you guys think having Matt on there? It was good. I, yeah, he's real good. I haven't had him on. Do you guys follow him at all on Twitter or, you know, I work just with the follow button. Perfect. But, yeah. I think he's give me something pretty neat. Yeah. He's pretty good with quarterbacks, to be quite honest. I mean, like, he, he's got a pretty good hit rate on a position that doesn't really have a hit rate. So I, I kind of want to bring it uh, as a little surprise. Nobody knew he was coming on. Um, and I just remember I forgot to ask him about his Debbie quarterback, so I'm going to probably have to have him on again. Yep. I mean, season's over, so it is what it is, but yeah. we'll, have to get, we'll have to get him on again quick to give us that. Nate, tweet, do you have any more hard-hitting questions for the Nate interview? How can I get Brees Hall back? (laughs) (laughs) One of everything. everything. All right. Well, we'll just keep going. So, as I fleece you guys in all the trades, I will start fleecing you guys in some matchups here. So, I'm I'm not going to dive into them. I'm just going to talk about them. Jacob played Graham for 102. Grim wins. He's way better than Jacob is. He gets one of two. Can Joseph, I just say something? Go ahead. I had three guys who basically scored no points, and it wasn't because I didn't set my lineup. <laughs> I genuinely started those guys. That was your, those were your best guys. I was swinging for the starting studs, man. Starting his studs. Patrick plays Corey. Didn't really matter. Corey's getting 104 anyways. He wins. Patrick actually goes a full season with losing every single game. I think he at least had one win last year. He may have even had two. Then... Detroit Lions, baby. (laughs) Tweet played Nate here. And uh, Tweet... How does it feel? Once again, once again, if we played... I would have beat you. You would have. Every, every other week. So if I would have played you this week, I would have won. But you didn't. Schedules matter. You beat Nate, though. Yeah, well, Nate wasn't tough, so. So, <laughs> I have, a, I have a, a quick question for you, Tweet. So, first of all, congratulations. You won $25. You won your, your buy-in back on the college side. Let me know if you'd like me to Venmo that to you or just keep it for your 2023 buy-in. But how does it feel to make all those trades that you did? Joel Wilson, you know, I'm trying to remember other guys that you got. And you you were making your push and you got third. You didn't even win it. How does that, how does that feel? I mean, I feel good about the trades except for the fact that every single one of them got injured uh braylon allen injured that, yep Corum injured Corum was a big one that was the, that was, a, was a big one had that not happened you probably would have i mean you probably would have crushed me and then you would have gone on 
would have crushed. I would have crushed Brett too. I don't know. It's just funny how scheduling works. So, um, I actually like my trades. I think I'm going to hit somewhere. I mean, you can't <laughs> have hit somewhere. Well, you can't have this many draft eligible running backs, and not one of them is going to make a difference. Like, you got to assume one, maybe two, is going to do something because it's not all about those first round draft pick running backs or third rounds anymore. It's whoever can play and whoever can get in there and go go do something in the NFL. So, I think that's going to be a big deal for me. So. I like my running back trades. Somebody's going to hit. But, uh, yeah, I just – unfortunately, I, I I got hit by the injury bug. But I also like my tight ends, too. I mean, luckily, I was fortunate to have Kincaid come back. Or, yeah, Kincaid came back, not Keith. So, uh, I quarterback, too, though, in the draft. One of them's got a hit. Yeah, I, out of all the out of all your ten quarterbacks, at least one of them's got a hit, right? I don't, I don't think any of them hit. My quarterbacks? Yeah. Oh, we don't know yet. I mean, I if heard Zach Wilson can be a starter in the league. Anybody can. We I've been hearing some whispers, and the NFL really likes Dalton Kincaid. I know. Like first, second round, like. So I mean. He might be a dude. I like him, and I like I like the Keith guy too. I mean, I think Utah had some dudes. Like, yep. I don't think Keith's going to be as high because of his injury, but I I think those guys are going to be some legit talent coming into the tight end role. So, well, but then I, I had Dulcich last year too, which I didn't think he was going to be as good, but he's playing. He might be the best wide receiver on the Broncos. <laughs> well, you, they probably came from my team, and I probably fleeced you in that trade. So, we get to Brett versus myself. I had asked Brett before if he'd be willing to come on an interview, and and the Bear was going to do an interview for us. But Brett has a sick kid, so hopefully everything's going well at home, Brett. But he, he was not able to join us. So, Tweet, do you have any questions for me? Um, also thinking about maybe teaching Brett about a couple things of, of how to better manage his roster. It's like same year, different, different, same story, different year for Brett. You know, I could start this interview out with how does it feel to win? How does it, you know, I've been there before. Like it's not that big of a deal. Back to back champ, blah, blah, blah. Screw that. Like nobody cares about your feelings, Luke. We're just uh, we just want to take a look. I you know my number one question is, I'm just looking at your college team right now. Like I'm seeing some players being pushed out, um, moved. I'm seeing some uh, some players going to the pros. Like I want to know what your off season plan is. Like what? How are you going to improve to go for the third third championship in a row? Because right now I think you're probably a middle of the pack team. I'm uh, probably gonna have to fleece some people in some trades. Is probably where I'd start, and then if I had a second, if I had to have a backup plan, it would be to fleece the people I didn't fleece yet. And then if I had to have like a backup to the backup, is to wait and then fleece somebody in a trade. I mean, that's about the only way I can do it. But yeah, I uh, I definitely am gonna have an interesting off season with my team and how I want to attack. The draft. I might have to use that first round pick 
maybe I uh, trade it away and uh, go down a couple rounds and pick up picks. Who knows what I, I'm going to do. I mean, I might have, to, might have to trade some people, but, you know, go and get fleeced. Where do you see your team next year? Like, where do you think you shake up? Well, my team... Not everything's shifted out, but... Right. Uh, So, I haven't really taken a look at everybody else's team, but my team's probably superior to everybody else's. So, but you you say it's there in the middle, so I will believe you. And I think I'm just gonna have to outmanage some people. Um... If I decide, like, it's going to be a lot about my decision. Do I go for Devi guys or do I, you know, go for college guys? And if I go for college guys, you know, it's going to be digging deep um, and trying to find those producers. Maybe I go for Mac. So it's going to be a lot, a lot of decision making uh, by the head honchos, talking heads up there. Obviously, we want to go for number three, uh, one of three Pete. You know, it'd be like LeBron in Miami, not one, not two, not three, whatever, you know. But I think I can do it. I think I can manage this team with 45 roster spots. I think I can figure it out. I, uh, I'm in another C2C league that is very deep with, like, Matt Bruning and other other people. And I that's 14 teams, tight end premium, same setup as ours, and I uh, – I had the number two seed going into the playoffs, and I ended up in third or fourth. They don't play if you once you lose, you're out. So I, I think I can maybe find some college producers, and that might be the way I have to go. I, I agree. I think you got you got some work to do because I mean we all know Quinn's not starting next year. Quinn's going to be the man. I'm going to have to start him. Um, who else do I got? It's like starting Hudson Card when he doesn't play, you know? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like Belleville trying to trying to get a couple quarterbacks off the off the trade wire just because he doesn't have any. Well, that was poor management, let's be honest. Yeah. Or smart management. Who knows? Time will tell. We'll see what happens. Do you have any other hard-hitting questions for me? I mean, I, I think we covered everything that I wanted to cover. I mean, I was going to hit some trades, but you you hit a you had homie on in at the beginning, so yeah, uh, me, I yeah, I really kind of ruined the whole hardcore interview. Well, so did Brett by not showing up. Hardcore parkour. Hardcore parkour. But again, thanks to Matt for joining. It was great to have to have him on so that leaves our draft so tweet while you don't win you got your 25 brett you got 50 so you got your nfl buy-in and your ncaa buy-in let me know do you want me to just hold that for next year um or do you want that back and then i get 75 which is gonna have to pay for some of these uh, give me a second. I'm pretty pumped. It's like Ohio State memorabilia now. Yeah. Jordan Addison jersey. And then uh, JSN, who I didn't know I was trading for at the time, but bought his uh, signed jersey. So. 
Hey, is that a Pittsburgh Jordan Addison jersey? No, that is a in a way in a way USC jersey. Oh, is it? It just looks like blue. The letter. It, it's like that dark. It's that dark maroon and in a say, white. If we got a deal on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe I'll give you the JSN football and the helmet. Really Back. big on JSN, if you didn't know. So, Yeah, if he doesn't hit, you're real fucked. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. So, I like to gamble. Draft order. 101, Patrick. 102, Grim. 103, Jacob. 104, Corey. Oh. 105, Ian... 1-6, Chad, 1-0-7, Nate, 1-0-8, Tweet, 1-0-9, Brett, and 1-10, Luke. We've already had some trades, so I don't know who's got what, where's what, but that's 1 through 10 in those rounds. That's how it's going to go. I'll announce it right now. I have a gentleman's agreement with Nate for the 102, and I have a gentleman's agreement with Chad for the 103. So we got some people making moves. Nate's, I think Nate's going, I think he's going to, I think he's going to try to win this year. We also had one manager who reached out about the 103 and the 102, who then scoffed at me getting a 2024 first and second for a top three pick. So you had one manager, you, you, you had two managers give you, Three. So, but you had two. Ma- you had. Two we got a deal done. Two managers. Right? So you have a gentleman's agreement yes. for for a one o two and one o three. And are you getting what you wanted in return? Exactly what I stated in the chat. I'm getting that in return. Okay. Like, so then somebody tried to get both of them. At a cheaper cost, and then scoffing at it. Yes. That sounds like some nickel and diming if I've heard of it. And it ain't me, because I wouldn't fleece you. You fleece me. So. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm, I have the luxury of having two top three picks, right? I don't know that that first that I just traded to whoever is going to be, it could be the 109, it could be the 110. Like, I have no idea. So, yeah, I want the second-round pick involved as well. I'm taking on risk. So, I, I don't think it was, like, asking that crazy of a thing. But, apparently, I was kind of crazy. I'm confused because it feels like somebody's trying to fleece you and it wasn't me. It might have been you. Oh, maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I do. All right. Power rankings, who cares? Season's over. I'm going to ask for the power rankers to give uh, their way too early power rankings for 2023 here for next week. Jacob, take us into our matchups. I think you were right in thinking that we are going to go long. We're about an hour and 20 minutes into this, and we're just now getting to the recaps. But you know what? I've had a fucking good time. It's been fun. So bring us into these matchups here. Yeah, so NFL matchups. First one, Jacob versus Nate. I completely thrashed Nate. More importantly, I closed the point gap between Luke and I. Um, There is still opportunity for me to grab that number one seed. 
I got to string together some big weeks. Um, points but, points don't matter, Jacob. It's all about the record. Record greater than, you know, points. Yeah, same record. So <laughs> points are starting to matter. <laughs> Luke versus Patrick. Maybe the closest matchup of all season. Maybe in league history. I don't know. It was very close. This week, the league united to root for Deontay Johnson and George Pickens in an effort to watch Luke's recent roster acquisitions take that big, fat L. But, just like the Steelers, we all received a big ol' letdown. I went into a bar. And I believe Patrick called that bar knowing I was going to go in there. Because I went into that bar... And there were many people in there chanting, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. And I can only assume it was about our fantasy matchup because I don't understand what else would be going on that would make people say that. To be honest, it was kind of rough because I'm like, oh, if he squeaks out this win, like I probably have the one seed kind of locked up. Like I I would feel pretty confident about it, but it didn't happen. I was hoping for a stat correction, anything. <laughs> I I definitely didn't watch most of the game. I tuned in roughly like a minute or so before uh, George Pickens caught the two-point conversion, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I turned that game off. It was that bad. Sorry, Tweet. I know your team was playing in it. We got that dub. You did. <laughs> but it, it was it was It was rough. Um, I'll take Kenny, Kenny Pickett will be better than Bryce Young. I don't know if that's such a hot take. No, man. Ooh. Not my problem. Apparently it's Corey's problem. Not your problem anymore. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> so, Tweet versus Brett, even without any real quality quarterbacks, Brett showed that a locker room with a pulse can beat Tweet's squad. <laughs> Hey, we've, we've been hiding out this week, you know? Yeah, we we kind of regressed a little bit. We were on that roll, and then... Well, it's week after week, you know? One week we're high, next week we're low. Same thing like trying to find Antonio Brown right now, you can't. <laughs> no one knows where he is. He's at a standoff that no one knows if he's even in the home. <laughs> Very similar to my team this week. Last week we were home. This week, meh. Yep. So then Ian versus the Dweller. Ian's team has come to life this week on the back of a near 50 burger from Josh Jacobs. Woo! If this week is any, any indication, the Dweller has thrown in the towel. And rumor has it, he has been wheeling and dealing to begin the process of establishing a pipeline of talent from college to NFL. I wonder what that's in reference to. I already kind of broke the news. So, I don't know. <laughs> Keep it up, Chad. Keep doing you. Apparently, Kyle McCord, top three fantasy quarterback next year, according to uh, Matt Bruning. So then you would have—I don't even know the trade—but then hey. you would have fleeced. You would have been fleecing uh, Grim and whatever trade that was, which then doesn't make sense because it's not me fleecing somebody, and all I do is fleece. I will say Kenny Pickett being better than Bryce Young in the NFL is less of a hot take than Kyle McCord being top three. 
<laughs> oh. I, I mean, there's a lot of things that can go on. Dennis got Travis Kelsey, NCAA 10-03 and 12-03 for Kyle McCord, Terrace Marshall, Romeo Dubs, Tristan Ebner, and 2023 NFL first and 2023 NCAA first. Wow. It's a lot. A lot of of nothing there. But if Kyle McCord hits. Kyle McCord hits. I mean. Okay. Sorry to interrupt the flow. You've interrupted enough. Grimm versus Corey. Grimm gets the big win over Corey this week. One more and he locks up a first round bye in our playoffs. Corey moves to eight and four, but with a three game win uh, a three game losing streak, he looks to be limping towards the playoffs. Team has not been necessarily performing for Corey. The the hard part to think about this is Nate would be second if he were just in the AFC. Nate's Nate's last in the NFC division. The ultimate pretender could be a contender. He might make playoffs. I mean, the entire NFC could potentially make playoffs, right? Uh, no, it's the top two in each division, so there would be one team left out. So Ian's going to make it by going five. He's five and seven right now. We need we need some we need some. Division reshuffling. Well, no divisions. No divisions would be interesting. Just yep. do straight wins. But Nate, shuffling is in the bylaws, so I'll let Tweet read those and let you know what <laughs> what that turns out to be. I shuffle every deck before I play poker. <laughs> All right. I'm assuming that's the bylaws. Power rankings. Seven. I'm number seven. You want me those? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Luke stays at one. Jacob stays at two. Grim moves up one spot to three. Corey moves down one spot to four. Patrick stays the same at five. Ian up one spot to six. Nate down one spot to seven. Brett, Chad, and Tweet down there in the dirty old cellar. Nobody said what place I was in, and I probably was in seventh. Maybe. If that makes you feel good. You're you're below the dweller. <laughs> so our next episode will be next Thursday night, December 8th at 9 p.m. If you want to join, let me know. Love to have you on. Love to make the league as uh, fun as possible. We will recap our NFL Week 13 matchups and then kind of whatever crazy stuff happens on the college side. Um, we might just spend 45 minutes on the college side talking about how awesome my team is. Um, other than that, that's all I got. You uh, Tweet, you got anything for us? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, the Bear, there's been a lot of rumors about the Bear leaving, leaving the pod, and he ain't going nowhere. I'm just going to let you know. He's chasing some money elsewhere, but not off the pod, all right? All right. I'm going to miss you guys. You're going to miss us, so you are leaving? 
no, 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 no. Just, just, just be careful now. All right. Nate, you got anything you want to say? I, I was, I was a little worried. I thought Tweet was actually going to have some hard hitting questions, but he went soft on me. Well, that wouldn't be the first person he went soft on. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it was coming, but um, <laughs> Jacob. Set that up for you perfectly. Jacob, what do you got for us? No, I had a lot of fun. Another, gr- another good night. I don't know. I really should have figured out the answers to Matt Bruning before bringing him on to let him know that I fleeced anybody. <laughs> but apparently, one person in this league knows that that's all I do. Which, all I do is win, 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 but I also have a remake mix out there that says all I do is fleece 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 I mean he kind of corroborated that yeah I know right <laughs> what was his deal so on the two trades that you listed between me and you yeah well we only have two trades Florida. so What's that? we only have two trades between us I know so there we go there's something going on with uh, Tweet and Luke wanting to trade me. Me and Nate have a bunch of trades. Yeah. So. Always easy. That is That will do it for us tonight. And as a reminder, don't sit Nick Chubb for Travis Etienne. Start your studs. Good night and good luck in week 13. You're going to need it, Ian. Raw.